Aloha, everyone, and welcome into another episode of the Found Generation podcast, a podcast for young people. I'm your host, Troy Farkas, coming to you from my bedroom, Kailua Beach, Oahu, Hawaii. That's where I've been for the past two months, and it is where I am leaving tomorrow. This is my final full day on this island or this rock, as some people call it, because it's literally a volcano that spewed lava and then formed all of this land that people can now live on, which is just crazy, which I didn't know about Hawaii. There's a bunch of things I didn't know about Hawaii before I came here. And honestly, it didn't match my expectations that I'd had for it. Before coming to Hawaii, I hadn't really given much thought to the state or the islands, to be honest. I just kind of pictured in a stereotypical way, crystal clear, blue oceans and beaches everywhere, um, amazing food, poke bowls and acai bowls and really friendly people and just paradise. People honeymoon here for a reason. When you arrive at the Honolulu airport, they kind of ask you, oh, are you here for your honeymoon? It's kind of the default reason as to why people come here. And so that was the backdrop, the expectations I had for life in Hawaii. And I, and I came here and realized this place is not what I thought it would be. And so I wanted to talk to you today quickly, five things I learned about living in Hawaii. Number one, it's really poor here. Uh, it's really impoverished. The economy has really been hit hard here in the past few years. And tourism drives so much of this island. The homelessness is terrible. Now, this is a terrible trend really in the West Coast cities. I noticed it in Denver. I noticed it in Los Angeles. I know it's terrible in Seattle. When I was in Portland, Oregon, it was horrible there as well. And it's really bad up and down the West. And that has extended out to Hawaii as well. The pandemic really took a toll on Oahu, where where I am, and the other islands as well, like Maui. And it's put a lot of people out of work, out of homes. And unfortunately, prices here are so expensive, which I'll get to in a moment. People aren't able to get off the island if they want to, and they're unable to afford property on the islands, the local Hawaiians for the most part, because the white people have come in and bought property and drove up prices and put a lot of Hawaiians out of their homes. So now you go to Waianae, the west side of Oahu, where there's these incredible beaches like uh, Yokohama and, and uh, Makua Beach, and they're just lined with tents and people sleeping in their cars. It is really sad to see. And when you're out on your own for that long, sleeping out in the streets, the mental issues rack up. I mean, it's very common. My friend Michaela, who I'm so grateful for, drives to uh, Makaha every day on the west side of Oahu, and it's pretty commonplace for her to see people fighting in the streets or doing drugs in the streets. I was out on the west side one day, and I saw a fight break out in traffic. It's really poor. It's really impoverished. There's a, a big mental health crisis going on here, and I did not expect that about living in Hawaii. Number two, it's really, really expensive here. Not only to live here, honestly, the cost of living in terms of rent is not as expensive as I thought it would be. For me, I paid more to live in an Airbnb in London than I did in Airbnb in Oahu. With that said, the cost of everyday goods are ridiculously high. A, a dozen eggs 
is $9. A coffee, a cappuccino for me is $7.15. And I'm not getting one of these, you know, triple frap with shots of this and syrup this and whatever. Just a basic, hey, can I get a cappuccino? $7. It's ridiculously expensive here. Everywhere you go, there's no place that you can go no establishment where people are like, yep, that's the cheap one. Grocery shopping, I'm spending $70 minimum. And this is just for me, just getting my basics of oats, eggs, peanut butter, milk. Crazy expensive because, one, the economy is in such bad shape. Two, it takes so long to ship things out here when you're shipping it from the mainland, which is another thing I've learned. They call the continental United States the mainland. It's really expensive here. So if you're coming out to visit here or to do an experiment in living out here, like I had the past two months, be prepared to spend an exorbitant amount of money on things that should not cost as much as they normally do. Number three, Hawaiians are very nationalistic. They take great pride in being Hawaiian, and they're very protective of being Hawaiian and their lands. I was just at a fight this past weekend, Bellator, in Honolulu, fighting is massive here, huge deal. Jiu-jitsu's huge here. And there's this one guy, Max Holloway, who is a big star in the UFC. He is an icon in Hawaii. You, you go anywhere and you hear people talking about Max Holloway and how much he means to the island. Hawaiian athletes, Hawaiian musicians, they are huge deals here. They are stars. They throw parades in the streets for these people. And they're very protective of their lands. You don't go as a white person, you don't go on the beach at night because your life could be in danger. I have a friend here who said she got beaten up and she's a very nice girl. I, I can guarantee she didn't do anything to make anyone upset. She got beaten up by a local Hawaiian at 7 p.m. for stumbling upon their lands at a time when they're not necessarily welcome. The relationship between Hawaiians and the rest of the United States is not very strong. A lot of Hawaiians don't even recognize themselves as a state, don't consider themselves to be a state. There's this conspiracy that, oh, have we have we ever seen the treaty? The treaty that guaranteed that the uh, Hawaiians were indeed the 50th state of the United States in 1959. Allegedly, there was a treaty signed, but there was a big movement here, people thinking that, you know what, Hawaii is not actually a state. We are not a part of the United States. And many Hawaiians don't like considering themselves a part of the United States. They refer to me as an American and themselves as Hawaiians. So they get all the benefits of being American. However, they don't consider themselves to be one. I thought that was very, very fascinating. And there's definitely a lot of hostility. I don't know if you know much about the takeover of Hawaii earlier in the 20th century. This is a common theme in American history. Americans using their might and their power, the white man, trouncing on natives and their lands and their beliefs and their people. We did that with Hawaii, and, uh, and there's definitely a lot of resentment felt here because of that. The fourth thing uh, that I learned about being in Hawaii is that along the lines of people being nationalistic, they don't leave the islands. Now, like I said, a lot of people just can't afford to leave the islands, but for the many people who can afford to leave the islands, they don't want to. They love life in Hawaii so much. They love the weather. They love the customs. They love the people. They love the food. They've got a lot of family here. They don't leave. The people who are curious to know what life outside of Hawaii is like, they do leave. And it's generally when you go away to university, a lot of people go away to Washington, to Oregon, 
to California just to see what life outside of the island is like. They've grown up on the island. They've been there for 18, 19 years, and they just want to know what else the world has to offer. They go off to college and maybe a couple years you know, in a job in California, but they always come back. No one leaves the island and stays away from the island. They come back after three, four, five years of just getting out of their comfort zones and opening themselves up to new opportunities, but they come back because they love it so much, because there's nothing like Hawaii, because it means so much to them. And in a way, that's really inspiring to me, because as, as someone who is a nomad who really doesn't want to ever live home again, would consider myself a loser or a failure for returning home and no judgment toward people who do that. Just what I, I, I don't want that for myself, at least not anytime soon. It's really inspiring to me that people love where they come from so much that they're willing to go back home. They don't see it as, oh, I'm a failure because I can't be away from my parents. No, it's just they take so much pride in being where they're from that they just want to go there. I spent a weekend, um, honestly, pretty cool. Uh, Friday, I met a big group of people for a happy hour, and I stayed with these two women for most of the night. Just talking to them, they were these white women from Hawaii who grew up in Hawaii on Oahu. And both of them went went off the island for a couple of years, like I said, for college and for work. And then they came back. And I was at a barbecue with these same people on Saturday. And here's 15... 30, 35 year olds who grew up together, who are now living on the same island together, you know, around the same neighborhoods where they grew up, raising their families together and still hanging out in their adult years in a way that was really cool to me that they've been these lifelong friends and now they're raising their kids together, hanging out at age 35 like they were at age 15. There's something really beautiful in that. The fifth and final thing I've learned is that. This truly is a beautiful place, Hawaii, inside and out. Despite all the negatives that I just listed, I'm a very positive person. And objectively, this is the most beautiful place that I have ever been. The nature is freaking ridiculous. The drive along the H2, the one of the highways, there's H1, H2, H3. Gosh, mountains, blue oceans, towns in the distance, Waikiki, which is kind of like the Miami of Hawaii. Wow, what a ridiculously beautiful place. I've done so many hikes. I've been to so many beaches all around this island. And my gosh, the water is so warm. The beaches, the the sand is just different. There's no seaweed in the oceans. It's truly an incredible place. The hikes are well-marked. Uh, I would not recommend going when raining or else you're, you could, uh, and it rains a lot here in Oahu, uh, as well. That was something that surprised me. It's not necessarily paradise. I, I think again, like I said, misconception, this place is not paradise. It is not sunny all the time. It actually rains quite a lot. That being said, the nature is unmatched. I haven't been to many tropical destinations in my life. So Jamaica, the Bahamas, Bali, are all these places better than Hawaii, more beautiful, I don't know, but gosh, I can't imagine something being much more beautiful than this. So that's five things I've learned about living in Hawaii. What am I doing next? I'm going back home for a little bit, back to the East Coast. I've got a crazy May. I'm going to UFC 288 in Newark, New Jersey. going to spend a couple days in the city. Then I'm going to Virginia Beach to visit one of my favorite podcast guests, Sarah Rose. Then I am off to the seacoast, going back to Portsmouth for a couple days just to 
relive the glory days. And then my final week in May, I'm going to Sweden for a little Spotify work trip. Spotify is based, uh, it's headquarters based in Stockholm, Sweden. So going there for a fun work trip. So my May is really exciting. Then I'm going to sign a lease somewhere, I think, who knows with me, I never know what I'm going to do. I think I'm going to sign a lease somewhere in June. I've got a couple candidates, but I'm not even going to say where I'm going because I could change last minute. I might end up in Zimbabwe of all places. Uh, I wanted to tell you all that because of the travels, um, some family stuff. My my grandmother just passed away last week at the age of 97. So I'm going to go spend a lot of time with my family and be present with them. And I've got some really exciting work things and personal projects that I'm working on right now that I really want to give all my, my time and dedication and energy to. So I'm going to pause the podcast for a little bit, make this the end of season three. Believe it or not, this is season three of the podcast. So I'm going to end season three and start up with season four again in the next month or two, because I want to really revamp this thing from, you know, we, we've gone in different eras. I'm getting better as time goes on. I hope you guys all recognize that. But because of my next move, I'm going to try to do as much stuff in studio as I can. I want to have conversations with my guests in studio. I don't want to do the virtual thing as much anymore. I want to have because like the conversations that I had with Sarah and with Kelsey in person, I feel are just so much better and so much more intimate conversations. So I want to also come out with season four with some in-studio conversations, throw in some fun segments, get more listener viewer interactions, want to really get the video product to be something I'm really proud of. I am proud of it right now, but I know with in-studio, there's way more stuff that I can do with it just to make the conversations better, to make the shows better for you guys to both listen and watch too. I want to make the YouTube channel really big. I'm seeing a lot of growth potential there. So I just want to take a, a step away, remove myself from the day-to-day -day grind of this, evaluate as a whole, and also get all my ducks in a row for season four so that I can plan more, more effectively and ultimately deliver you guys what you want. If you have any suggestions, recommendations for the show, people you want to hear from, topics you want discussed, please, please, please DM me on Instagram, at Troy underscore Farkas. Write me a letter. Send me a pigeon. I don't care, but I would love to hear from you. You guys make this show possible. You guys inspire me to keep creating and to keep having conversations and to keep learning. I like to think that you know I'm learning kind of on, on behalf of all of us or, or I'm a representation on the show of what you guys are dying to hear. So just let me know. I'm doing this for you guys to make all of our lives as young people figuring it out trying to make it better. So thank you for your continued support. In the meantime, while I'm on this little pod hiatus, subscribe to me on Substack. I will still be writing there essays to you, but really essays to myself. And uh, I'm almost at 100 subscribers there. So if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe now. Maybe you'll be the 100th subscriber. If you are, maybe you'll get a special prize. Until next time, everyone, have a great rest of the week. Keep doing things you love. Mahalo. I'll talk to you soon.